It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. This week we have a special guest, Allie the writer. Allie, wanna wanna introduce yourself here? Hello, yes, thank you for having me. I'm Allie, uh, big time listener, very excited to be here. Big time is right, yeah. <laughs> Allie has been a longtime dedicated fan of the podcast, interviewed us a uh, few months ago. Uh, it was a great, super fun interview. Uh, I'm going to post the link of that with the release of this episode so you guys can check that out if you haven't already. Uh, welcome. You brought up this episode, which we'll get to in a second. But Ashley, why don't you tell us what we did last week? Last week, we talked about the Rugrats Mother's Day special. It is a tearjerker. It is beautiful. There's so many emotional moments in there. And so, of course, we had just such an emotional Twitter poll, didn't we? we sure did we asked you guys who you would rather have as a mommy and for those of you who didn't watch the episode this might have seemed random but it was not these are the three mommies that chucky tries to have uh in a very cute but also deep down a pretty sad moment um resulting in some pretty hilarious antics. Thank you at the Sir Toasty for gifting my favorite moment of the episode. Chucky waving to Spike saying, hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But our Twitter poll uh, was, who would you rather have as a mommy, Spike, Angelica, or Lil? We thought Spike would win. Spike did not win, but it was very close. Lil wins with 43% of the vote. Spike had 40, and Angelica got 17%, which is way too high. Yeah, the only thing I think she has going for her is that she is human above Spike and she is older above <laughs> Lil. Like, those are the only things. That's fair, Right? Yeah. She's horrible. She has motor skills, at least, unlike <laughs> the other two. Yeah, Ali, I'm very curious how you voted on this one. Yeah, so actually, my initial thought was to vote for Lil, but I ended up voting for Spike. But I was surprised Lil won, but then, I don't know, I guess thinking about it, she I guess she'd be like more of a fun mom. Plus then you'd have uh, Phil as an uncle, so I guess that's like a good <laughs> bonus. Yeah, I guess, but... <laughs> I guess, too, if you think about Lil as an adult, she would probably become a little more adjusted than she is when she tries to mother Chucky, right? So, <laughs> right, right. So maybe if you're picturing that's like true. who would you want to have as a mother assuming they are old enough to be a mother lil might be a viable option there yeah all grown up isn't really canon on our show (laughs) but uh but lil if we take lil from there i think she'd be pretty chill i think she'd be a fine mother that's true she's more mature there i guess but at least with spike you'd have like his intrinsic like protectiveness you know with the dog but that's why i voted for spike yeah i love it i did vote for lil even though i was surprised by the results i figured i yeah i voted along with uh ally here i went i went for the memes i went for spike you know so it's like my vote could have made the difference man yeah your vote counts people your vote counts true as we learn year after year in nick madness (laughs) (laughs) all right guys this week, we are discussing an episode of Danny Phantom with Allie. This is one that she chose out for us. We had a lot of fun watching it. Really excited to discuss this with you guys. Totally. All right, guys, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, review us on Apple Podcasts, and check out our YouTube page. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood.
guys. As we said, this episode is from Danny Phantom. It's called Memory Blank, and it's from Season 2, Episode 1. This one aired on June 24th, 2005. And in this one, after an argument, Sam wishes that she had never met Danny. There's a bit more to it, but there's the the short gist of it. (laughs) Gotta love when we just get a one-sentence summary. (laughs) It was either that or, like, eight paragraphs, so I just picked the the one. (laughs) Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, I want to have Allie kick off this discussion in terms of we. Ashley and I are kind of known haters of Danny Phantom. Hate being a strong word. Uh, we don't hate it, but we were both curious when you picked a Danny Phantom episode. We were like, "All right, here we go," and uh, I think we both really enjoyed it based on our notes. So I, I'm curious what your thought process was in picking this specific episode. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, that was my goal, definitely. Yeah, so I chose this episode in particular because, well, first of all, it's like a good origin-type episode. It has, it's a great Sam episode, which she's clearly, like, the best character on this show. I mean, you know, the others are kind of just not uh, intelligent. 100%. Um, <laughs> sorry. And um, it has, like, cute moments, some, like, nice meta humor, which I like, so... It's actually not my favorite episode. I came really close to choosing um, an episode called Fanning the Flames, which is my favorite, but that one has that one features uh, Tucker like singing atrociously, so you'll be happy I spared you oh, guys well, from that like, one. That combines like my least favorite character with Ashley's hatred of cartoons <laughs> singing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Tell me it was spelled Fanning with P-H-A-N. Oh, no. It, wow, missed opportunity there. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not... That's a, that one's a cute one, though, but, yeah. Uh, so. We'll have to get to that then, uh, once we're doing I mean, our on and off with Avatar. It would be a fun discussion, I am sure. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so let's let's dive right into this one. Uh, I completely agree with you that Sam is the best character on the show, and it's not even close. Nick Madness <laughs> voters do not agree with you, with Danny Phantom's just total dominance uh, pretty far this year. But we start with... Uh, uh, this sort of, like, moment that seems perfectly set up for Sam to freak out on Danny and, uh, Tucker. Yeah, they're, they're looking at this truck, right? And it's, it's just your stereotypical, god, I can't, I can't remember all of it. I know it said that there's seats made out of owl leather, there's something about water from the Amazon in there, and it gets, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, one mile per gallon or something. I think it's 12 miles per gallon. It, it It's terrible, right? It's just, like, everything environmentally unfriendly thrown into one horrifying truck. And, yeah, Sam, as expected, very quickly goes off about, like, how can we allow this to happen? And to be fair, if there were a truck that had all of these features, it probably deserves some outrage. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's called the the Ginormo Six Thousand, so that's uh, <laughs> appropriate name, I guess, for this kind of truck. But I don't know. My first thought was like, why do they care about trucks when they're fourteen? I guess I don't know. Young yeah, teenagers like trucks. I don't know. <laughs> right, but it's not like they can drive them, you know. Yeah, that's, that's why I was point. like, that's bizarre. Like, why do they care? Like, I guess I don't know. And, and they were really into sp- the spinning rims. They were just very excited <laughs> yeah. about that, Danny and Tucker. I'm like, okay, in a like guys. borderline uncomfortable way. The yeah, way they're looking yeah. at these <laughs> spinning. Yeah, yeah. Sam's and, like got to snap them back into reality. 
And I think it'd be a thing too if they were looking at it like in a magazine or if they saw a commercial or something. But they're they're like physically at like a some place that's selling it, right? Like a, yeah, a dealership. Uh, yeah, or something. that's what I thought. Uh huh. Yeah, but before going to school, just looking at trucks. <laughs> why not? Yeah, when I'm a freshman not what in I high did. school, I'm thinking, right? you know, guys, let's let's head over to the Ford shop or whatever Ford dealership and look <laughs> at some trucks. But you know, when when you're Danny and and Tuck, that's that's what you do. And, and this is like skipping way far ahead. But eventually, Tuck makes a wish for that monster truck too, which is like kind of surprising because he wouldn't be able to drive it, right? So like, what what would you do? I guess he could hold on to it for a couple yeah, of years. You know, in a year, I guess he could get his permit. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the state, right? So <laughs> some complicated logistics here, but we'll we'll let it all slide. We'll let it all slide. Yeah. Basically, it's it's a good setup though for yeah. for Sam to get angry and for us to get some initial conflict right away of sort of this not exactly Sam versus the others, but Sam and the others not being on the same page, which is kind of the theme of a lot of this episode. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like actually a different dynamic for this show because usually it's like Tucker and Sam as like Danny's sidekicks, but this it's more Sam feeling like an outcast, I guess, feeling like, you know, with Danny and Tucker, with them just with their dumb interests. And and then like she mentions her movie that she wants to go to. Oh, and then Tucker has that funny line about, is that a chick flick? Which is <laughs> yes. stupid. About, like, her I, gothica, whatever it is, her gothic just, monster movie. I immediately <laughs> thought of the all-female Ghostbusters watching that. of just like, oh, that's exactly how the, like, male portion of the internet reacted to that movie before it was even out. Yeah, it's it's very Tucker, and we all know how I feel about Tucker, and it's not great. He's he's just, <laughs> he's not great all around, and him calling, it, and it's it's not a chick flick, right? Like, it's a monster movie, but I, I did love that afterwards, Sam kind of owned it, and she was like, it is a chick flick, it's a chick flick of the century, and she kind of owns it in a way of, like, chicks can love monster films, too. Do you know what I mean? I, I love Sam, and I'm just gonna throw that out there about 20 more times, probably, throughout yeah. this episode, but... She is incredible. I agree with both of you guys. Hands down best character in the show. And I think she's a great female role model for, for things like this, right? She, She's not afraid of liking things that aren't quote unquote, you know, stereotypical for girls. So and one props of, to her. And one of Grey Delisle's more subdued performances, I think. Like, you don't always immediately think it's her. It's not that screeching, high-pitched stuff. It's very mellowed out. That's yeah, true. Cool. Very different from like Vicky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like more like Azula, but even more chill. Not that it's Azula is chill. I should have never put those words in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's kind of, sort of like actually, you know, Frankie from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, sort of like that yeah, a little bit, yeah, like more like quote unquote normal. Or Daphne you know? too, in the Scooby Doo stuff. Yeah along those lines for sure and she she does a great job of course and um then we move forward yeah she's talking about the movie and we get this this is one of those sort of classic teen drama tie-ins that happens in, in Danny Phantom right where Paulina decides to invite them all to her super cool quinceanera and um we we find out throughout that her intentions aren't necessarily so good and honestly not even that shortly after she's like well the ghost kid always seems to be where you are, Danny. And, okay, am I the only one thinking the ghost looks identical to Danny, right? Like, has no <laughs> yeah. one figured this out? 
that's one of the things that always bothered me about this show. Like, how do they genuinely not know that it's the same person? Also, then, like, the whole town, like, knows about the ghost boy, and then they call him Inviso Bill, which is, like, very, <laughs> like, yeah. A choice name, though, if you're gonna make one up. Like, a, <laughs> it's just really bizarre. But then what's interesting is that Paulina likes the ghost boy, but she doesn't like Danny. <laughs> but Danny likes her, you know, so it's like a weird love triangle when really right. it's the same person, but she doesn't know. Yeah. It's clever, though. It's pretty... I mean, I don't know superheroes very well. I'm just now watching all the Marvel movies, but it's pretty uh, hmm. unique, I think. This, this uh, you know, she loves him, but she doesn't love Danny, and I don't know. Maybe it isn't, but... I I think it's kind of self-aware to the whole Clark Kent thing and, like, uh, that some superhero everyday disguises are just so obvious. It's like, how do these people not know? It's kind of a trope at this point. Yeah, and, and especially with her drawing the correlation, right? She's like, well, you guys always seem to be together. Like, <laughs> whenever you show up, he shows up. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, if I saw a ghost version of Casey, I would immediately be like, oh, my God, it's ghost Casey. Like, I wouldn't be like... <laughs> What's this mysterious ghost? All right, Who now could Cam, possibly be? Cam, if you can make that happen, you're, you're we're elevating you to platinum status of listeners. We don't have levels, but we will make a level if you do that. <laughs> but it also, I think it's I think it's pretty real, right? Like Danny has some amount of awareness because Pauline is pretty transparent on this, right? That. She's only inviting him to get to Ghost Boy, as she calls him. But he still doesn't really care. He still kind of lets her lead her lead him on. And I think we kind of see this happen in teen years with a lot of people, right? They have some amount of awareness, I think, when they're sort of being led on by the quote-unquote popular kids. But there's that, there's that whole weird... I don't even know if power struggle is the right word, but just this, the hierarchy is is such a big part of your ingrained life. I guess this isn't even even high school, right? This is pre-high school? I think it's high school. school? Are they freshmen? Yeah, they're freshmen. So, yeah, early high school. But still, just how much you get wrapped up in that. And I I think that's one of the things that I do like about this show is that they sort of have this balance of him going through, like, I have superpowers and I can turn into a ghost, but I'm still concerned with the normal things that a teenager is concerned about Mm -hmm. and having those powers doesn't change that yeah that is one of the strengths of this show i would say like the balance of the teenage hardships and then all the superhero stuff that everyone loves Mm -hmm. and i like this episode because there aren't too many prolonged fights with no dialogue it's like the the fights seem to actually further the plot in this one and that's often not the case in danny phantom yeah, I think it's one of our bigger gripes with it, and I, and it's the same reason that I have problems with action movies, and we say this every time we talk about Danny Phantom, but this <laughs> this episode specifically does a really good job of, of not banking on those too much. So props to you, Allie, for whether intentionally or not finding an episode that, uh, that does not contain that. Right. All right, so then with this episode, we get introduced... Well, actually, no, this isn't her first introduction, but it's um, the ghost, the villain this episode is Desiree. Yeah. So her first... Yeah. And she just grants wishes, so... But her first introduction, I think, like, if I remember correctly, she, like, grants a wish for Tucker wanting to be a a ghost superhero, too. I don't really remember what happens, but, yeah. So this is, like, her return. Yeah, I I felt like it was a return, but I, I wasn't clear. I was, like feel like she seems familiar the way that 
she kind of just shows up without introduction until later in the episode. I was like, this is probably a return character, but similarly, I, I didn't remember all the details, but I, I do kind of enjoy that too, how there's sort of these recurring villains that'll come back every now and then, and there is some some amount of continuity between the show. I think that's fun too. Yeah, for those who are curious, I just looked it up. That episode is called What You Want. The uh, It's a Tucker episode, so I don't know if we'll cover it, oh. but interesting <laughs> to know that, that she has this, uh, she's in, it looks like, five episodes. Um, yeah, I think she's a great character. I raised an eyebrow at Butch Hartman using a wish-based plot device. <laughs> uh, this whole episode feels like a Fairly Odd Parents episode, and I maybe that's why I like it, because I like Fairly Odd Parents. And I guess know what you do and do it well and all that, but like, really? <laughs> you have a, a wish-based plot hundreds of times in Fairly Odd Parents, and your show that isn't about wishing becomes about wishing? <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> Wild. I will give him I will give him this point though. Maybe it's kind of like Timmy is aware that he has godparents, right? So he is always aware that he's making wishes. That's maybe true. maybe that kind of inspired this idea. Like I think maybe they kind of went hand in hand. That wouldn't it be interesting if you didn't know that every time you say I wish, those things would actually happen. Sure. And you can't necessarily make that play out in fairly odd parents. And I could be totally off base. It might be something that didn't even cross his mind related to each other at all but i do think it's kind of an interesting concept right like you're unaware in this case whereas timmy's usually aware and just not very good at it but you know (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) but what was her her first wish though if we're we're gonna back to there is something about i wish there was a way we could deal with these trucks or something we get this whole monster cow situation the details are a little hazy at this point oh my gosh yeah well a a giant cow that's on top of this like like uh not a a deli what's it called a diner yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh yeah comes to life and crushes the trucks which i guess is one way to do it (laughs) (laughs) and and i guess the thing is too is that the reason that desiree grants all the wishes is that it makes her more powerful if people make wishes so it's kind of like, it's kind of weird because she doesn't actually care about the the um, consequences of the wishes themselves, right? She just kind of wants to gain power. So she just kind of makes whatever it has happen, whatever needs to happen, happen. And I kind of wondered, and this is jumping ahead a whole bunch, but when we get to the end and it comes to her ultimate demise, is she not necessarily in charge of the means that the wishes get granted in? Because you'd think if she could decide whether or not to grant them, the very last one that she grants, she might not have, right? Well, based... Oh, you mean when she, with the, when, with, with Sam's wish? That's yeah, and, and we'll get there, Just but, but this, this is something that's on to my me, it mind, It sounds right? like an mm-hmm. impulse she can't control. It's like she that's could true. stop, but she goes, I gotta stop granting every wish I hear. So that, to me, that means she's capable of it. She just impulsively is granting all these wishes. She can't stop. I guess she wants the power, yeah. Right. That actually is interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's almost like a, an addiction of sorts, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting deep here, guys. We sure are. Yeah, I did not know we'd be talking about addiction on our Danny Phantom discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so, so we keep on keeping on. Um, again, that's her first wish, so that the trucks get destroyed. And then, and conveniently, because it's a, a monster movie and whatever, she happens to be near the sign, and she's like, I wish something would happen to Paulina. 
obviously not really wishing for her death, but mm-hmm. uh, it gets kind of sketchily close. You know, that, that's another thing I was thinking about is like, how many innocent people realistically, like, just by chance did not die that very well could have in this ghost infested town? Right. A number of times. Totally. Yeah, the Rugrats in Paris thing with the giant <laughs> monsters. But. That's true. They deal with ghosts just on a daily, like in their daily lives. Like they just come in like the, like, you know, when they're in class too. Just, you know, they run away screaming. I guess they're kind of used to it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, just classic Our Town again, you know, with the ghost. Like, oh man. Also, very much a move from Fairly Odd Parents. To have like a dialogue sort of rip- repetitive bit be something they would never say otherwise like the fact that there's a wish granting device in this episode means that the characters are going to say i wish that blank a hundred percent more than they would in any other episode because the plot needs it to happen and you buy it like i love it it's just very much like in that fairly odd parents sort of ridiculous dialogue world Yeah, and, and it does play well, right? Like, it, it does come off as not ridiculously obvious, I felt like, you know? Like like you said, obviously in, in a real-life situation, you wouldn't suddenly start saying it, but I think I think it plays well. I think it works well. And I, I, I do like the idea of Desiree just, like, sitting around waiting for them to say, I wish, right? <laughs> yeah. I did what I did appreciate about when Sam and Danny have their I think their second big fight at the like in the park uh she storms away because Danny keeps blaming everything on Sam and it's ridiculous it's so not okay it's like no Danny you're the one like it's not anyone's fault but if anyone brings chaos into your friend group it's you and she walks away and he says you know what, what way to go Danny he goes, you just let you just let go one of the only two real friends you have so I thought that self-reflection was great yeah, yeah. and go ahead no go ahead <laughs> I, I was just gonna say we we spend a lot of time hating on Tucker as deserved <laughs> as very yes. deserved oh my god <laughs> and and I think I think part of the reason that Danny gets a little bit more of our favor is that he does have those moments of self-reflection, right? He he does have some awareness. Does Tucker ever... I'm going to, like, spend my time looking through <laughs> every dialogue of every Danny Phantom episode. Does he ever apologize for anything ever? Because he should. <laughs> I know. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. He, I guess he's really supposed to just come off as, like, kind of the comic relief. But more than half the time, it's just not funny at all, in my opinion. His little, like, random, like, side things that he says supposed jokes i don't know and and the thing is is i feel like part of it is they're kind of like i don't know on the outs so to speak like none of them are the the popular kids in town but right but tucker you're like i don't really i don't really feel bad for you not having any closer friends than danny and fan uh, <laughs> danny and uh, and sam and to be fair you don't really deserve them to begin with very true he's just he is something anyways but but i do think it's moments like that where danny's like oh you just lost one of the true friends that you had and and i think there's something to that too again getting back to this whole paulina inviting them but only because she has ulterior motives 
that he does have some awareness to that, right? And and maybe I'm reading into things, but he does have some awareness that she's not a true friend, really. She's just kind of there and a part of this thing. But Sam is a true friend that really knows him and knows him as a person and cares about him as a person. And I think he recognizes that to some extent. It's true, yeah. Well, also, he does say that line about she's like oh why didn't you rcp to my quinceanera and he says that's because i thought you were joking and then tucker says something you forgot to invite me and then sam's like and you remembered not to invite me so (laughs) like sam knows that you know sam sees through like paulina and she knows she's just kind of like the vapid popular girl and you know shallow that kind of stuff and and i love her for that right like i love that and i love that she's not afraid to call her out on it Right, like, mm-hmm. like things like, you remembered not to invite me. Like she knows that Paulina doesn't actually care about her, and she's cool with it, and she's, she's content with it, and she's not about to play along. Whereas, Danny and Tucker, the moment they get even any semblance of attention from her, they're like, oh my god, we can go to the coolest party ever. Life is so good. Let's ditch Sam, which is you know, so it goes. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's like sad too. That's part of that's why she's like upset in the first place because they want to go. She wants to go to that movie on Friday. Of course, like it has to like align the same night Friday because <laughs> I guess he made his promise that you know they're gonna see her movie that she wants to see. Right. Yeah, and she said she bought tickets in advance too. Right. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has every reason to be upset with him here, and yeah, the episode really gets interesting for me when Danny loses his powers. Or no, he forgets that he has his powers once he doesn't know who Sam is from the the wish. No, he yeah, he loses them because Sam's the one, basically, that encouraged him in the first place to go into the portal. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have, I have an interesting hang-up with this. Because you know me and my hang-ups on, <laughs> on minute details, so it's my thing. But, okay, so she says, I wish that we never met. But wouldn't that mean that she wouldn't remember either? Like, it's weird, right? Like, it's like we never met except for I still have a photo album of all these things we did together and I still remember it. Well, that... But they don't? Yeah, um, that's because she's wearing, like, the the specter deflector. Oh. Like, you know, that belt thing? Yeah. So Allie she's, I guess, like, it. impervious to it. <laughs> I'm cutting right. in with the, the Danny Phantom facts, guys. <laughs> this is okay, fine. you know, look, I actually totally didn't catch that and mm-hmm. now I feel, I feel bad. Look, this is, this is... Maybe we need Allie more often to talk me down from my my rants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, to keep you in check. You've become a real Neil deGrasse Tyson on this show. Oh, man. (laughs) On Danny Phantom facts. No, but that's actually kind of funny, though, because, like, you know, it's Danny's parents. They, like, make all these um, inventions. And, you know, Danny's dad, at least, he's kind of, like, on the dumb side. But it's funny that, like, all the inventions and stuff actually work well. Like, when they need them. Right, yeah. Like, this one and the the, the, uh, the thermos that he always uses, you oh, know? Oh, that was probably the hardest I laughed at this episode, when she's teaching him how to be a ghost again, and she's like, then you use this, and hands him the thermos, and he goes, for what, soup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so then, so after... So she says, I wish I never met you. So then that happened. So then the next day they're at school and like she goes up to Danny and Tucker and then he's like, Danny's like confused, not knowing them. And then just Tucker just starts hitting on her 
which is and then her reaction is oh gross are you hitting on me which that's that's about right sam that's how i'd feel and and again this for goes sam back to, she says nothing even remotely along those lines and tucker of course just has to hit on her because that's the kind of person that he is right he gets any attention from a girl that's and true he's just got to jump on it this is the Tucker hate. That one, that rant, I don't think anyone can kill. Well, it's also, I found that part interesting because that means that Sam, like, met them both since he doesn't remember her either, you know? So that's made me wonder, oh, like, yeah. how they met, you know? Like, maybe, like, they were, like, they seem like all, like, outcasts and, like, you know. Right. The losers, quote unquote, whatever. So then they're like, oh, there's this girl. We'll all be friends now, which I guess yeah. is nice, but, you know. Like, why are you friends with Tucker? I don't know. The girls (laughs) in these shows just do not deserve the boys they associate with. Or the other way around, I mean. Yes. Um, Like, Cindy is so much better than Jimmy as a person. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would be fair. Libby's pretty cool, right? Oh, Libby's awesome, yeah. Yeah, they're a good duo. Mm -hmm. And she keeps her distance from the boys. Libby gets it. But, like, there's just this trope of sort of, like, incompetent men that have you know like sam is a little bit of she's not a manic pixie dream girl by any means but she's like your and stay with me here this is a deep cut she's like every 2007 era runescaper who's looking for a goth gf you know what i mean <laughs> like they, they're looking for sam manson and she's this sort of perfect type um and there's the will-they-won't-they thing, I guess. I love Sam as a character. It's just, like, to me, she should have bounced Danny long ago. And especially Tucker. And, and I think... Yeah. <laughs> I, I do kind of... I do kind of feel like... I, I do have a thing for, for Danny and Sam being together. And I think part of it is... I think Sam is good for him. Yeah. Right? He She kind of helps keep him grounded. And she kind of helps him learn more about himself. I don't necessarily know that he's good for her, but I, I, I think they work together because she's smart enough to kind of get him back in line. And she can also see the good parts in him, right? Like, he does care about her. He is, you know, he's a good brother. He's He's got good characteristics, too. I yeah. don't want to... Totally. And there's a lot of pressure on hard. him. He's got the Harry Potter thing of, like, can you really blame him when he has to save the world all the time? That's true. He's, like, that's the whole point. Like, he's, like, thrown into it. Like, the whole thing with the series is him, like, learning more and more about his powers and, like, kind of, you know, defeating these ghosts because he has to, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. But also what's interesting, just a random fact to share with you guys, um, with Danny and Sam, they were supposed to have, like, um, a a psychological connection or something, but, like, at the very beginning, like, they were supposed to always know, like, where the other one was. But then Butch Hartman scrapped that because it was, like, too much uh, development, I guess, for, like, their relationship early on. Interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that could have been cool. Yeah. Might have been too much from the get-go, though. Mm -hmm. Was that supposed to be, like, pre or post him getting the ghost powers? I don't know if you know. That's true, too. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. If it's, like, kind of interrelated to her being nearby or if it's just a thing that happened just, that, that actually yeah. is interesting though mm-hmm. so then the way we wrap this one up is of course with a control z wish as we call them uh but it does make sense it's the only way out at this point is unwishing the wish uh and 
Yeah, she Desiree says, I gotta stop granting every wish I hear. But they do get out of it. And it's a really cute ending, honestly. Okay, I, I do want to throw back to a little bit before. So so every time, some, usually Sam, but anybody makes a wish, she says, so you have wished it, so it will be. And she keeps saying that. And it was kind of funny, the exact time that I was like, I am sick of hearing that. She's like, so you've wished it, so you know the rest. (laughs) And I thought that was such a good play on it. Like, they know that we are hearing this a million times. And, like, it it was genuinely, as the words were coming out of her mouth, I was like, am I going to have to hear this again? And they switched it up. (laughs) And I just thought that was really fun. Totally. Yeah, that's, like, the kind of self-aware humor, which I like that kind of stuff. It works. It does, Yeah. Yeah. And the the ending was really nice, where uh, I forget the exact setup, but uh, one of you probably remembers better than me. Does one one of you guys want to cover that last beat with the blushing? Oh, it's cute. Um, so they're they're at the the movies together. Are they going to actually see her movie now? Yeah, are. which is sweet. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is nice in itself, right? Mm-hmm. And now now I'm trying to remember that they're. I think she says something about how they can... I don't remember she the exact wording. Allie, can you save me? She says... <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I'm here. She says, like, sorry about the fight, can pretend it never happened. And then Danny says the same line, but it like has more meaning behind it, which is cute. He says, so you have wished it, so shall it be. And they blush. And then Tucker just, hey, I'm right here. So that was funny. He's like the third wheel. <laughs> Yeah, That's like and... a glimpse into their future, clearly. Because <laughs> it's funny, like, he... So he knows about, like, Sam's crush on Danny, and he, like, ships them, which is cute, though, I guess. Supportive, but, like, Danny's but kind of, like, weird. oblivious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh... I think they're adorable. Oh, yeah, so then they have that kiss, which is, like, their uh, quote-unquote fake-out make-out, and that's, like, a callback oh, wow. to... Yeah, so that's not, that's like the second time in this series. The first time it's Sam initiates it, so that's like a callback too. But then that moment to me is weird because then Danny's dad comes down. He's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Paulina. That was and he's so like, smooth. <laughs> then she's like, well, then Danny's never allowed to see you again, Paulina, which I get what she's trying to do. That means, okay, he can't see Paulina, but then he just thinks her name is Paulina, so that just kind of makes no sense. Mm. Had you she know? not introduced herself again yet? Well, I guess part of it, but, but it's also like, he would remember her based on the face more than the name, right? Like, he's not going to be like, wait, hold on, hold on, are you Paulina? Now you can't see my son, right? So, like, the, the trick is a little off. I think that's what you're getting at, Ali, am I right? Yeah, like, he just thinks, she'll just think she's Paulina. Not necessarily oh. that he can't see the actual Paulina. Like the actual, yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny's dad. I thought you meant Danny himself. No, 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 no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because he would just see, um, I mean, he is really oblivious. Oh, I, I do think, this is backtracking to a couple of points. I do think we need to talk about a little bit. One, that we flash back towards the beginning of the episode to the first time that Danny becomes half-ghost. And he has this terrible, like, his dad's face sticker on his chest that he's about to walk in through and then oh yeah <laughs> and then sam's like oh god don't go in with that <laughs> and second go around she's made this sort of decal here and i think ali you had a little bit of a tidbit here if you want to throw that in yeah so um this was actually because 
Nickelodeon wanted like uh, recognizable marketing, like merchandising. So they wanted like Dang to have like a recognizable symbol. So that's why Butch Hartman like threw this in. So then it's like it's the D and then inside it is the P, which is really like it's a cool symbol for him. Yeah, I, I thought it was a clever way of making that happen and making it a part of sort of his attire yeah. without it just showing up unexpected like it, it fits into the story and I liked that I liked that it wasn't just a character redesign but he found a way to to make it a plot device almost it's cute that in the in the show that Sam made it and then you know it's very cute and it touches his chest like oh it's way cool like the uh the symbol since she has a line like oh well I want everything to be back to normal but I want his costume to stay the same because I really really like it and I'm like oh okay <laughs> I didn't realize she said that. She, like, says it so fast. But, yeah. <laughs> and so he keeps it for the rest of the series, so. Yeah, that's that cute. was oh, nice. that what she... Yeah. yeah, that's what she... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't actually catch shit. She, she blurts out something towards the end of that, and I, I totally missed that. <laughs> that's good stuff. So changing and... gears a little bit, what interests me about this show is that it's one of the few Nick shows that has a cold open. And, like, where the theme song comes in after an yeah. opening scene. There might be others, but I can really only think of this show as having one. Same. Which I like I, that for this. And also what I do like about this series in general is that it, it does tell a complete story. Like, it has a very actually satisfying uh, ending and hmm. stuff. And, like, there is continuity, like you mentioned earlier, too. So. Interesting. Yeah, it does have good, like, storytelling elements. So, Ashley, are you signed on for after 2020? As soon as we're done with Avatar? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, DP side Wait, so you guys, so first Avatar, then Rugrats, right? right. Now Danny Phantom. So we're getting pushed into like 2025 by this point. Well, in Rugrats, we're doing half episodes every four weeks, so... (laughs) Oh my god, literally, yeah, so that's like, uh, that's like 300. Yeah, yeah that would take well, we, us like the do, rest of oh our my lives. God. If we do Danny Phantom between, though, right, if we're only doing Rugrats oh, true. once every yeah. now and then, we can, we can shuffle this in. But I, I do like that. I think, I think I like that it has some continuity without necessarily um, making it so that you're confused if you don't know the plot, right? Like, you can, you can jump in pretty easily. And I felt like as told by Ginger, did that well, too. But there are relatively few Nicktoons where there's any through line. Mm-hmm. So I do like there yeah. being some some story. Agreed. Oh, and another moment that I, I feel like we've got to talk about, too, is that Sam actually ends up sort of being the hero, right? And I love her for that. Yeah. Um, that she's like, Danny, you've got to, but at this point he doesn't have his powers back yet, and she's like, wait, no, I've got to. And I love that they give her this moment to own the fight, and she uses all the different ghost tools to sort of fight the ghost off, and I, I just thought that was so clever, so well done, and I just, I love that they give her this chance to be the powerful female that she is. Yeah, she thinks on her feet, and she's just, you know defeats the ghost in that moment she just i don't know why she just randomly takes tucker's beret and cuts it and just puts it over her face i don't know yeah, that's that, kind of just very random that was but, a strange moment yeah but she uses another one of jack's inventions i forget like what it's called but she like just like throws it to like catch her cap capture the ghost and she's good yeah she's and good the, like you know the fact that she loves this movie about female superheroes is kind of great too because in a way she's a female superhero in this episode 
Yeah, it's a nice parallel. And, oh. you know, if, if there were a spinoff made off of Sam, I think I'd be into it. Me too. She is so strong and, you know, Danny, Danny, I think, works as a protagonist for a lot of reasons. I think he's sort of this flawed protagonist that's going through all of these struggles, and I think it's totally fair. Um, Tucker is what Tucker is, but Sam's so strong and so awesome, and she's so sure of herself. Oh, sorry, I keep I keep jumping back to random things. It reminds me of um, when she's trying to get Danny to actually pay attention to her when Danny's forgotten her. She dresses up like super girly, like in pink and stuff. And Paulina says, she surrendered her individuality for a boy. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like, wow, okay. That sums up Paulina, <laughs> her thought process. And that was kind of like a risque joke in a way too. Like the ice cream like falls. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. guys, calm down. It was very grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true oh uh, we gotta talk about I'm going to become ghostly oh yeah and then she's like it's going ghost he's like nah like no thanks I don't like that catchphrase <laughs> there's like the crappy off brands we're going ghost going ghost <laughs> no, going, going ghostly <laughs> just to be <laughs> yeah right right yeah we're going to become ghostly a Danny Phantom yeah, podcast it rolls <laughs> off the tongue clearly <laughs> love it oh man <sighs> Oh, other, and then just, yeah, just yeah. that random, that random thing, like everyone making wishes. Oh, wait, I think, I think you mentioned this, Ashley, about Tucker saying, I wish for one of those sweet monster trucks, but then Sam's comeback line to that. Do you pay attention to anything at all, ever? I just loved that. Like, <laughs> nope, he doesn't. He's a fool. Like, yeah, I don't know why you yeah. put up with him, Sam. <laughs> and this I is after that. they know, right, that Desiree's wishes are making her stronger and that they should avoid it. I think that's that's literally the only thing they say. It's like, all right, all you've got to do is not make wishes. And it takes Tuck all of five seconds because there's the meteor shower that's happening. Ugh. He's just in his Ugh. own dumb little world. And then the, also like that random line, who the heck wished for evil plants? Like, yeah, who did? <laughs> like, why? Why? <laughs> I, I like that too, and I think it's also kind of that self-awareness, right? There's mm-hmm. these evil plants that sort of keep Sam from doing what she would need to do to fix the situation, and I like that they could just let there be evil plants, but like, there's an acknowledgement of isn't this ridiculous? Isn't our show ridiculous? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the ownership of that is a lot of fun. Totally. There's another great quip when we first see Danny and Tucker when they don't know Sam. And they're trying to make plans. They're talking about the party, I think. And Tucker says, according to my PDA, we're free every night till college. (laughs) Which I forgot that they're freshmen when they said that, which makes it even funnier. (laughs) That's a long time. That's a lot of fun. And when there's cute girls in the mix, you know? Right. (laughs) Boy. All right. Has anyone else got any other missing tidbits? I'm sure there's plenty, but for her, I guess, Allie, if there's any other fun trivia you want to throw at us, feel free. Um, yeah, it's just, like, a few, like, when when they're in the classroom and Danny just, like, or I think it's the classroom, or in school, whatever, and he just, like, he, like, floats down to the basement, whatever, and he says, hey, why is there all this meat down here? That's actually a callback to the pilot. Like, when, like, the, like, the cafeteria lady turns out to be, like, this evil ghost, like, she just gets, like possessed and like all this meat wraps around her so like that was cute too that was funny <laughs> very odd 
Yeah, I always love um. What's what's the term? Callbacks. Yeah, callbacks. It's like meta humor too. Fan service is what I was thinking. Oh, sure, sure. That's true. Right, like it's it's humor that you have to be in on the show to to get, and it's subtle, and I I love that kind of stuff where it's Mm -hmm. you know credits you for knowing things from from back in earlier episodes. The the only things like there were a few moments that I didn't like at all like the the girls locker room joke that was like Ooh, no Danny no that was weird yeah that was bad yeah. yeah like a joke I, like that would not fly today it's weird that we are already watching shows from when we were kids and not even young kids like I was in fifth grade when this episode aired it's like yeah I was in it, middle school right mm-hmm. and it already was like a different time. You know, it's like we true. can be like, oh, it was a different time then. It was 2005. It's like, oh, God, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, and to clarify, in case you didn't catch the episode, um, Danny's looking back at the photo album and he's sort of, or no, he's not even going back through the photo album. I think he's just remembering everything. And he's remembering beating up various, like the box ghost and, you know, various other ghosts. And then he has these memories of, as a ghost, escaping from the girls' locker room. And I felt the same thing. I was like, that's kind of skeevy and yeah. uncomfortable. Like, I get it's like, haha, it's funny because he can't be seen, so he's in the girls' locker room. But. <laughs> and they, they show it twice. Like, like okay, he does it a and lot. Like, no. And it's got kind of this, like, da 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 kind of music yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> the like, classic oh. guy moon, yeah. Where, yeah, every joke in a guy moon show someone says some sort of pun or something and there's like a womp womp and then we're out of the scene and then it's like a bum ba dum ba dum ba dum ba dum into the next thing. That's how every joke in these shows goes. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a oh, those teenage yeah. boys checking out girls when they're not supposed to. Yeah. How funny. But yeah. Yeah, good good call. That's That one didn't sit well with me either. Yeah. Oh, but also on another note, a random uh, callback. There's someone, Sam, showing, like, Danny the um, photo album, I guess, of, like, pictures of them. And, like, it flips to a picture of, like, Danny and Tucker, like, cuddling, like, taking a nap. That's, like, a direct uh, callback to an earlier episode. Uh, I think it's called, I don't remember, uh, One of a Kind, the season one episode. And, like, that's when they were, like, in, like, a, I forget what they were doing. They were in, like, a gorilla pit or something like they're Danny was like getting hunted by like another ghost and then she just like takes a picture of them so that like you know that's yeah. good payoff and I, I vaguely remember this they're like it's an extra credit assignment because he's gonna fail some nature class or something I don't remember all the details or science and oh, so they're like if you go to this gorilla cave and write down notes on this gorilla for the night then I'll let you pass the class. That's probably like Mr. That. Lancer too, right? Yeah, That's so something I think it is. he would do. He's actually and a really funny character. Oh yeah, he has that line. He, he says something like, um, he says like about the meteor showers, like oh they're going to rip through your tiny skulls like wet toilet paper. I was oh. like, oh wow, it's kind of a little dark, no, really, really bizarre line. It reminded me of Invader Zim a little bit, yeah. except they would use more like grotesque language probably Ugh, but, but still wet it was toilet paper and drilling yeah. through bone your tiny like, skulls that's really, like wow it's a vivid image very true oh, man. any other fi- oh the theme song fun fact is pretty interesting oh yeah that's something i learned recently because like i check out some of like butch hartman's youtube videos here and there mm-hmm. and he said that like the 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 lines like he's a phantom 
Danny Phantom. That stuff, gotta catch them all. That's mm-hmm. uh, Guy Moon singing those. That's awesome. Which is cool. There's actually also a full, like a different version of the theme song with just Sky Moon singing it. Hmm. So that's probably, that's cool too. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I didn't even realize that he had any sort of, like, I I never pictured his voice, I guess. Like, obviously he speaks in life, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did the Chalk Zone score too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a great one, too. Antac and the Power of Juju. Well, Uh, well. (laughs) Bunsen is a Beast, which is apparently terrible. Um, Back at the Barnyard. Interesting that, like, Tack and Back at the Barnyard, which are, uh, I feel like they're the same company that did Jimmy Neutron. They at least look similar. They're all 3D Um, animated. Right, maybe that's it. Yeah. But, yeah, Guy Moon is great. Oh, Cow and Chicken, too. Wow. Oh, he's been around wow. Nickelodeon huh. for a while then, huh? Well, and that one was Cartoon Network. Oh, huh. Yeah. I guess animated, getting my stuff mixed up. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, love his stuff. I think he should write a musical because the... I think his work on Schools Out the Musical is excellent, regardless of how you feel about the musical itself. Yeah, fine. Fine. The songs I, do what they're <laughs> supposed to do, and they're very catchy and fun. I'm. I have to say, I'm with Casey on that one. I loved Schools Out the Musical. <laughs> it was just such a fun episode. I loved those I, songs. Were you around when <laughs> we did those, Allie? Uh, were you? Had you started listening yet when we? Yeah, did actually, I started listening last May. So yeah. Oh, and that's what that it was. Been yeah, wow. May was our our movie marathon. Yeah. Um, Your one year anniversary, yeah. Wow, yeah. dude, that's wild to me. What? I was in school then. That was that was yeah. celebrating my graduation. Wow. Oh, right, because then you guys did Abracatastrophe, yeah, and we Channel watched, Chasers. When you came into New York in March, Ashley, we watched Channel Chasers, and then we were like, why don't we just do all of the Fairly Odd Parents movies? Um, but yeah, that, that was funny because I ended up liking it less, and Ashley ended up liking it more, I think. Than we both little, yeah. thought initially. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> hmm. I, mean, I think that's one of those things that we find in general with the podcast is sometimes, sometimes we rewatch things and we're like, wow, that is not the masterpiece it was when I was a kid. Like Channel Chasers, I remember I was like, the parodies were so brilliant. And then we rewatched it and we're like, <laughs> they're so lazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember being Still like, a fun yeah. movie, oh, it's but... like Scooby Doo. Oh, wow. Although Rugrats, I will say, yeah. didn't they have Snoop Dogg voice like the Scooby Doo? Uh, was it really? I, I don't know if it was actually Snoop Dogg, but a it was parody pointed him? at. Right. Parody I think it did. I think we looked this up. He says, like, yo, man, I don't have all the answers. I remember I can't that. Remember right. if we looked it up, though, and we were disappointed or excited. I don't remember. You, you can look it back up, I suppose. Oh, uh, well, it says what's inspired. It's a reference to the rap artist Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Doesn't look like it was. But that's at least doing something with it. So that's an okay parody. But yeah, some of the others are just lazy. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the, the bad cop here. Pull us back in yeah, to, to yeah. the episode we're talking about. Um, totally. Is there anything else? Anything else we're missing here? I know I brought us back in a couple of irrelevant places, but I'm sure there's that other, more we can. 
the cover. one other thing, um, like when Danny's like fighting Desiree, and then also like the laser comes out of his butt, and he's like, "Well, that can't be right." And I, I was like, "Okay, that's kind of a weird joke." <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But then at the end, then like after the battle, or whatever, he like bends down to pick up the Fenton thermos, and then Tucker's like, "Watch where you're pointing that thing." That made me laugh. I was like, "Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's gonna like blast him." With the... Right. Yeah, that's funny. That, was that, funny. that callback was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Weird concept, but they make it work. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think the the second joke was definitely enough to make it make it work. They totally. they definitely have a uh, an interesting style of humor here, but I think a lot of it is more subtle than I realized when I was younger. Right, um, like you said, there's some meta jokes in there that you don't necessarily catch, and I I do think it's a it's a well done um, dialogue for. A decent amount of it for the comedy portions unless we count anything that Tucker says in which case well <laughs> <laughs> except Agreed. he had the one funny line the the PDA line about how they're free oh, every night till college you know? that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty good one it is. there you go Tucker that's <laughs> one on your board I'll keep track <laughs> all right well I really enjoyed this episode uh we probably won't do Danny Phantom for a while again but it was nice to revisit it this is our fifth one so we haven't completely neglected oh, wow. it yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get back to it Oh yeah. every now and then. And then, out of curiosity, is this, would you say it's your favorite show, Allie, or is it just one of the ones that sticks with you? Yeah, this actually isn't one of my favorite Nicktoons. My favorite's definitely uh, All Grown Up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to be cool. We're I'm trying to be to, I pulled uh, Casey. Yeah, I... <laughs> No. Yeah, my heart just skipped a beat. Can you wait? Just quick sidebar. That show is like so painfully, terribly written. I'm so like it's different writers from Rugrats, and it's just so not good. Well, but uh, no, my favorite yeah. Nicktoon actually is Rugrats. I absolutely adore nice. that show. Hey Arnold is a very close second. Yep. And then like shows like Angry Beavers, I I love even more now because I get more of the humor. Rocco, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, you know. I actually also really like Invader Zim. I think that show's hilarious. See, I'm excited about those two no, new specials, the, the Zim and the uh, Static Cling for Rocco's. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm very excited. Week. Yeah. Well, and back in the like first year of the podcast, we just spent a lot of time talking about Rugrats preschool days. More time <laughs> than anyone should spend talking about it. And it's like all grown up, but even worse. It's just fascinatingly bad. And also terrible anime. I've never actually seen it, and I I don't want to. Yeah, it, it was worth it for the curiosity. Like, Ashley, didn't we try to, like, watch it just for fun, and we couldn't even get through it? We were just like, man, this is... <laughs> yeah, no, it was... It was not... It was not so bad it's funny, or, like, right, so right. bad it's interesting. It was, like, it was just so bad, like... I wasn't prepared. <laughs> but that's great. That's that's good to know. It sounds like you're on a similar track with us where, like, we liked, you know, the Spongebobs, the Hey Arnold, the Rugrats growing up, but now, like, Rocco's and Angry Beavers are so much funnier to us. Right. I still think also Fairly Odd Parents is hilarious, it's too. It's great. Like, that it's show's amazing. so funny. Yeah. 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 I almost feel like it's, like, because I underestimated things like Angry Beaver Rocco's in my childhood. Sometimes maybe we overcompensate a little bit. Right, like, right. Wait a second. This is hilarious. But don't get me wrong, I love Fairly Odd Parents just the same, right? Like, it, it is still hilarious. I think it's like, I gave this years of my childhood while neglecting these actually great shows. <laughs> right, right. 
yeah, expectations are definitely a part of it. But but yeah, Danny Phantom, I was definitely aging out of the Nicktoon thing. I mean, I still watched same. them for sure, but it wasn't like with the same fervor as I do now, <laughs> or uh, or when I was <laughs> this like, a was little probably kid. this show is probably one of my last like because I was in middle school, so I was a little older. But my cousin and I, we just had, like, the biggest fangirl crush on Danny. <laughs> we just, like, loved Danny. Like, oh. There sure is a lot of so fan cute. art. Like, uh, I think Cam was mm-hmm. saying he stumbled on a ton of uh, fan art of Danny and Jenny when we asked him to make a meme a few weeks ago. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. So I guess we're not the first people to, to make that connection. Right. Yeah, honestly, yeah, this show is one of those shows with, like, a really passionate fan base. And I, I thought for a while that it would be, like, the next, like, revival. But, you know... Uh, Butch Hartman left Nickelodeon now, so the chances of that are like right. slim. But you never know. Yeah. All right. Anyone All got right. anything else before we move on? I'm good. Me too. All right, guys. Allie has a Twitter poll for us this week. Uh, it was her idea, so we figured she should share it with the listeners. Yeah, I was inspired by the theme song. So my question to you all is, which of Danny's superpowers would you want to have? Walk through walls, disappear, or fly? And I feel like there's there's def- definitely something useful with each of these. You know, I, I guess flying seems like the obvious choice, but, you know, the other two things come in handy, too. Yeah, disappearing. Yeah, they they, they all you know? have their, their pluses and minuses. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, flying, it sounds great, but it might freak me out. Would you break laws if you did it? I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think I, I, I love this one. One, just because I, I like the callback to the theme, but I think it's interesting to think about, you know, what, what you guys will pick. And I honestly haven't decided yet. Sometimes there's Twitter polls where I decide two seconds in. I need to think on this one. Yeah, me as well. All right, guys. Well, next week we are finally covering an immortal classic from SpongeBob, Chocolate with Nuts. You all know it. You've got it all memorized, but... Uh, we'll get to it next week, but the, everyone quotes the chocolate part, but my favorite line of this episode is the, that guy has shoes <laughs> when they're looking at the magazine in the beginning. We'll get there, but just just a little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we hadn't covered this one yet. Also, as always, guys, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, find us on YouTube, as well as Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of your social media love. Yeah, that being said, thank you so much, Allie. Is there anything, any parting words you have for our listeners? And feel free to plug your blog or anything else. Again, we'll share that link from your interview in all of the releases. Thank you. Yeah, I had such a great time. Thanks for inviting me on. I just want to say, like, on behalf of all the listeners, thank you guys for all the work you put into this podcast. We really appreciate it. I love being part of this Nicktoons-loving family. I can't believe, you know, almost, no, yeah, two-year anniversary. That's awesome for FNN. And uh, for me, I'm on Twitter at Allie the Writer. I mostly just fangirl over my favorite TV shows. <laughs> and uh, my blog, too, AllieTheWriter.com. Uh, you could see I have an interview with you guys. I have a few other interviews. I try to post at least uh, once a month. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're right. It is a family, the, the, the yeah. hashtag Friday Night Nick Loons. There's a, a little community. Like, I'm seeing you guys all, like, follow each other now, which is great. Uh, super fun this small but mighty little force we have and for all of the listeners who who only listen that's totally great too i know we have some uh some families who have reached out to us uh, that listen on the car in the car on the way to school that's amazing uh it's just really cool what's going on here 
Yeah, and it was so awesome to have you on, Allie. Thanks again so much for, for joining us. Lots of fun insight. It's good to, you know, not just have constant banter between me and Casey and whatever it is we do. Um, all of that being said, thanks so much, all of you guys, too, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.